today tastes like a sunny day, like firing up the senses and cooling them down with an ice-cold Coke. It tastes like a flaming hot grill and backyard games. Today tastes like a Sunday ritual, and it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. If you're loading up for a blowout barbecue this weekend, don't forget to pick up Coca-Cola today. Welcome to Inconceivable. Today, I'm your host, William. I'm Alex. Wesley. And today, we have some topics to talk about. And I'm going to start by talking about the Death Note movie. Yes. Death Note movie came out on Netflix just... 25th. 25th, yeah. And <laughs> got some mixed reviews, to say at least. Um, we've all seen the movie. Um, yeah. Wesley hasn't seen all of the Death Note series, so I'm going to try to keep Lazy. the series itself uh, spoiler-free, because you have seen the first half. So yeah, yeah, like, I'm on episode 13. Yeah. So, okay, that's like a half. Yeah, okay. so I'll keep the series itself spoiler-free. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'll have to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was really excited about it, because Death Note is my favorite anime. But also really concerned about it because it's like they're probably going to mess it up like they do with a lot of adaptations for anime and stuff. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I came in with like optimistic hopes and um, especially with um, the casting of Ryuk being... Um, William Defoe. Yes. Oh, Although my goodness. I'm disappointed that he never ever once went to the source material. Wait, really? Yeah, I guess it worked out, though. So yeah. It, I mean, he sometimes... He no idea who the character was. You just use normal normal. But, like, though. that's fine, because, like, he already is Ryuk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't even use makeup, right? Like, that was just, like, direct on screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, um... No, he was fantastic, and that was really good casting. However, yeah. that was probably the... Uh, I wouldn't say it was the only good casting. It was the only solid casting. All the other ones were, like, eh... It's like I can believe you're that character. Right. It's not great. Like Yeah. So but yeah, so the big big things that they had, of course, you have Light Turner instead of Light Yagami. To be fair though, they're in America, so Yeah. And, and so this is the whole point is that they're in America, so I guess it kinda of puts on a spin how do you wanna look at this movie because it's very confusing because it keeps making calls to no no no, this is the original Death Note to being like, no no no, this is different and like what do you want to go with? Mm -hmm. Um so I was thinking like, what if you looked at this like if it was like I know it's kinda of hard because they keep making callbacks to like L being L and then you have uh Watri and you have Light and Mia and Mia's obviously a call to Misa. Mm -hmm. Um but one of the one of the things in the series that you have is that there's only about like three or four rules actually in the Death Note. Well, don't they have a different? No, they have like a different rule every episode. Like they're yeah, no, no, but this is all stuff it. that Light is learning. It's not in written in the no, Death Note. No, no, and they never say that. Though? As soon as he gets the Death Note, it's like all of a sudden like ninety or so rules. You know, like okay, what the heck? Because that because that didn't bother me. That I was like, all right, that makes right. sense because in every episode but, of Death Note, there's like, and yeah. this, right? Like I was like, okay, I thought that was all rules in the Death Note. But yeah, no, I did too. But not only that, but 
Um, we also see that other people have been using the Death Note. Yeah, that was weird. Mm. So that begs the question, is this like further down the timeline? Like, is this like just a coincidence that there's characters with like so, like just for the sake in that like, case one... I would hate it even more I if it was so. if they were coincidentally like the same characters only not but still are like I would... well like <laughs> Ryu going to another light I feel like Ryu yeah. would be very disappointed he'd go from light <laughs> Yagami well, no, no. to light turn Ryu was very disappointed like you see that he kept saying like I like Mia honestly she's actually doing stuff with the Death Note meanwhile yeah. you were just like squandering I feel it. like he would have gotten a lot more annoyed at light just because he'd be like you are so much worse than this other guy plus they already used the whole like Kira saving and everything if that if the stuff from the original Death Note show mm. had actually happened, there would have been something to say about that. And then there's L and everything. So it's not, I don't think it's like a continuation of the Death Note story. That's um, the TV show. Right. Then, like, what other purpose would they have for having, like, previous people in the Death Note and, like, extra rules other than just trying to add just a new spin? Just, yeah, I don't know. I like, think it's, like, to explain that this, like, the Death Note has had a history. And to, like, try and, like, th it said, uh, don't trust Ryu, he's not your friend, right. he's not your pet. Um, and basically, I think it was just, like, well, well that was, well, you remember when, um, when Light says, I might just put your name in it, and Ryu was like, hey, nice try, the most anyone has ever gotten is two letters out of the four in my name. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's trying to give more of a history behind the Death Note, but yeah. Yeah, because uh, they try to make it seem like Ryuk at first was the one who um, wrote the FBI, FBI agent's names in the notebook to be right. standing along, but then you find yeah. out later that it was actually Mia, mm -hmm. but the whole point, yeah. So See, they didn't really trick me with that. They just yeah. made me angry for making like, it me, seem like to he, making it seem like he could do right. that because I'm like, he can't do that. Exactly. And then like yeah. when they were like, oh, no, it was actually Mia, I was like, Okay, I'm not angry anymore. Like it was, it just totally passed over me. And that was something and, that I was also holding on to. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna wait till the movie's finished. But like, if Ryuk is seriously capable of just like screwing with this whole like line, that doesn't seem very Ryuk like. Because mm -hmm. Ryuk is like letting like letting things play out for sake of entertainment, basically. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is that in the Death Note um, series. Um, it, you usually see it as Light and L going at it against each other, but mm -hmm. actually Ryuk is one of the people who's actually playing the mind game as well. Like he's sort of playing um, Light, but mm -hmm. I feel like he did it even more so in the Netflix movie. That's true, because in the series, Ryuk is simply just there to explain the rules. He states several times that he doesn't play sides. Mm -hmm. and, and he's more like comic relief in the... Yeah, the anime, and like basically. half the time, like later in the series, I won't go into detail, but like, he's just, he doesn't even know what's going on half the time. He's just like, yeah. what do you got going on, Light? You know, yeah. and just kind of like... He's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, because he's a part of many of the plans, and but doesn't even know what the plans are. So I really like that about... Yeah. And then that's absent from the character well, in the movie. The biggest problem about the movie is that... The cat and mouse is missing. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's not there. They're not. They don't have the whole intelligent battle of the minds between L and Light. Neither one of them is really that intelligent. No, because like, 
at first it tries to, like, I don't even think that any point that it made, like, oh, look, Light can, like, do homework for other kids. Okay, but that also okay, seemed like, yeah, yeah, anyone can do that. <laughs> yeah, though. I know. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so he's, like, one of the smarter kids in this class, but it didn't seem like he was a super genius. And that's genius. the only thing they ever do. Yeah. To they, be like, oh, this kid's smart. It's the exactly only thing. Exactly. From then on, he's just, like, scared and emotional right. and... well. The, the last scene, though, like when he's doing, he's uh, explaining how he survived and how Mia died and everything, that was sort of a glimmer of him being smart, but that's like through the entire TV show. Yeah. Um, and also, what was it? Um, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. You go ahead. Yeah. No, at the very end, it was so sad with the whole thing with the Ferris wheel. Oh, a Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel. Yeah. and you and you see the whole plan about how all this stuff that I thought was just like stupid, but was actually written in uh, Death Note. I'm like, okay, that kind of thing is the kind of thing that we should also should have seen the entire yeah. movie, and we didn't. They only did it at the very end, and then everyone was probably like, oh, well, that was so cool, and everyone else it was, was just like, but that's yeah. what the whole series is supposed to be like. It was that kind of be. like unexplainable series of events that later has like some super long explanation. It was like those yeah. kinds of things is what made death. And they know. did that once at the end. Just... Yeah. You know, what's annoying is that in the TV show light is like this higher level of a teenager. Like he's, like he's so bored with like the regular life. Like he's bored mm. with school. He's bored with all the girls. He's like, he's just, he wants to do something. And when the death note comes that galvanizes him into doing something that he feels can make a difference. But with the movie, he gets the death note, and then he kills some people, and then he's, he sees, like, the cute girl Mia, and he's like, oh, look what I can do. And then it's basically just him trying to impress her, slash them having a stupid American teen comedy. Yeah. Not comedy, teen romance, really and I'm just me. like, they dumbed it down so much, while yeah. in the TV show, Light is basically playing a lot of people, including his own family. And he kind of right. kind of does that in this one, but... It, it's despite so them having the same name they are not the same character by any means they're completely different mm. um one interesting contrast because there's a lot of things that light yagami has going for him that's obviously better than light turner however one thing that i think is better about light turner than light yagami um is his moral compass yeah i think that he actually still um, was a more just person throughout the entire because uh, cuz at first you're like cuz he in the series, he doesn't. Um, in the series, I'm sorry, he kills the FBI agents. But in the sh uh, the the Death Note movie, Mia it was Mia that did that. But I so think Mia that was the one doing the dirty work. But Light didn't even tell her to do that. I think that Light so. Turner being more good uh, actually made the movie more unbalanced. Right, like it wasn't a good thing that he had a better moral compass. Right. it was confusing. It it was, and but I did. I feel like it, it wasn't set in what he wanted to do. Like, no matter what the cost, he would strive to make the world right. a better place, even if it meant, like, killing a few right, guys. Right, because here's the thing is that Light Yagami's motive was, I think the world is really crime-ridden. I want to rid the world of He's crime. He's really convicted in that. Yes. And the TV one was just like, Well, Light ah, Turner is like, my mom's dead, and there's yeah. this bully guy, and both yeah. of those were taken care of right away, and then it was me as like, you need to take this a step further. Yeah. So, I'm, if it wasn't for Mia, how long would he have, would he even be Kira at that point? I don't think so. So, like, because yeah. I don't think he had that same, like, motivation as Light Yagami did. So, Kira could have been done right there, and then... Maybe it could have just been Misa alone in that. And Misa, honestly, would have made a better 
Light Yagami in this case than Basically. Light Turner did. Well, you know what's funny um, um, is that Light Yagami, um, in the beginning, like the first episode, he's uh, going around with a death note and he's just like thinking in his mind, who should I kill? That guy's a jerk. That guy's a jerk. Um, but he actually, doesn't he like first kill somebody who's holding, uh, has a hostage situation or something? Isn't this, it's yeah, like that super, or that like yeah, market. It, like, yeah, like that was, I feel like that was something that, um, like he killed someone who was actually like a bad person as opposed to in this one, it was just a jerk bully from yeah, high school. A pretty mm. aggressive bully. Um, yeah, but still. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it still wasn't, it was, it was non-comparable. To be fair though. Killing is bad either way. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, no, absolutely. But the whole thing is that was brilliant about the TV show is that it actually had a legitimate case for both. And it wasn't just like... It was each character trying to find their own form of justice mm -hmm. and what, like, the term justice meant. Yeah. Um, because, like, justice doesn't nece necessarily mean good. It's, you know... Justice. <laughs> well, like, in, the, in anime, both of the characters, L and Light are grounded like they do things that make sense and that are consistent with like who they are yeah where in the movie it's just kind of like all right this kid's like trying to f he's like trying to figure himself out and it's awkward and it's not <laughs> adding to the plot like he's not sure about anything that he does mm. and then you have l who's like well they, is, like, like has the appearance of like that he he's some intelligent, of some of the quirks, mm -hmm. and then he just loses it. Like, well, because here's the thing about the the L is that L in the move, uh, L in the TV show, um, is not emotional by any means. Uh -huh. I don't think there was a single moment where he had any emotions. If anything, some frustration at points, just trying, just going with the case. Mm -hmm. You know, him doubting himself at certain points, but no outward emotions like it was all internal you would hear his inner monologue you know and some frustrations with that but in yeah. the i would i really like the l in the movie up until the whole deal with watry yeah because then he started an emotional outburst and then as soon as he picked up a gun i was like okay what are you doing at this point yeah and then had a really meaningless chase scene he seemed like a very unstable kind of guy that you don't oh, want to have in charge of like a police yeah. force and stuff. I know we did this for the sake of of me, but I think it's funny how we're like really protecting the the spoilers of the anime. But like for the movie, it's just like oh whatever. Because no, like, here's the difference: the the movie, the is, anime is good. That's what the watch, difference is. You can watch the movie in what is it an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah, the whole like, series takes a long time, so there's a lot yeah. more people that. But even Not then, mistake. even then, for the people who haven't seen the Death Note show, it's worth finding that out yeah. without spoilers because mm -hmm. there's a lot of spoilers that definitely yeah. don't make the show not worth watching but oh no like, it makes sense i was yeah. just speaking to <laughs> no, the no, worth no. of the movie no it's very <laughs> true yeah no if the movie was really good i might be a little bit more precarious about spoilers but yeah i don't really care because it wasn't all that <laughs> have good. the spoilers yeah. everybody it's, um, it's okay it wasn't that great i thought that uh the movie was well produced I didn't think yeah. that it was... I liked the music, actually. Really? So I did. Yeah. I thought it was fitting. Like, the, the like the soundtrack. I thought it was weird. I feel like they're trying to be too hip and trendy and stuff. Because a lot of stuff huh? nowadays is, like, um, basically a callback to older music and stuff. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy or... <laughs> Uh, Thirteen well, Reasons Why. <laughs> gen ge generations are will, are bound to repeat themselves forever. Right, but like I'm pretty it, sure that uh, early two thousands are coming back pretty soon. The, mu the music wasn't intriguing <laughs> though. Like that's that was something that was um, with 
that was kind of one of the things that was part of the TV show. It was like, it was like the sort of uh, intrigue, like trying to figure stuff mm -hmm. out kind of music. I don't know how to explain it, but it was that. And then there was just like, was it folk music? It was like soft, what? what well, soft rock. Soft rock. Yeah. Why? He's like, there's a guy who's like killing a bunch of people and then he like, that's, that's one of the things that really bothered me. The whole montage of him, like, becoming Kira and, like, killing all these pe people, it's mixed with him making out with his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> well, where does this... I mean, why? I think... I'm not saying it's Death good. Love. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's good, but they're really establishing his motives right there. <laughs> which <laughs> which I mean, are not good. They established it. I'm not saying I agree with what's them, but they motive? established no, it. So what motive though? does that establish? It, what's worse, though, is that, that if that's his motive... Then he basically does an entire 180 by the end of Wait, the I'm movie. Wait, I'm kind of missing this. He's killing people to kiss a girl. No, he's well, killing okay, people what's... because, well, one, because she was trying to get him to, and then he's like, oh, yeah, and, the, okay, so he brings, <laughs> okay, here's what happens. He, <laughs> he, he shows her that he's able to kill someone, and then he's like, all right, let's, let's go back to my place and figure it out. They get home, and they're just like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, a different it actually kind of was doing. really abrupt. Like I'm, I'm just like, what? Okay, no. yeah, that was quick. This is creepy. I know we've only got like what an hour and forty five minutes to get this going, but and you give me this crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he's like, oh, huh? what? What name should I use? I'll use this Celtic name, Kira. Well, I did kind of like how he was like, oh yeah, it actually means like this good thing. But people will be more drawn to the bad meaning because they think I'm in Japan. Which I don't think he really finished explaining why they would think he was in Japan. Maybe he had a bunch of kills in Japan or something. Oh, maybe he did. No, no. Well, the whole point is that Kira, like, it means different things in different languages. Yeah. But in Japanese, but it they... means killer. Yeah. And that's the first thing that they probably... But his reasoning for why would they, why they would assume that meaning first maybe is that's because like they the... thought he was in Japan. Maybe that's like the, the, I remember the top search that. for Google. It just says, it's, like, it's the Kira movie. equals killer in Japanese. Well, you know, the anime like... exists, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've already maybe had in that universe, too. The anime yeah. is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but one more thing um, with location. If they were going to... If they were going to make an American version of the Death Note story, I thought Seattle, uh, Washington was a good pick. Why do you think that? Because it's always raining there. Like, it's gloomy. Like, it okay. just kind of... Okay. I, I could see that being the American setting for Death Note. So, that was good. I liked that idea. Any other positives that you can think about for the movie? Positives? Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem yeah. Dafoe was that, probably... A thousand times yes. It was probably the best part, but he was not in it, like... As much as I wanted him to be, I wanted him to be more. The let's see, watery was pretty good. I think I liked watery. Um, watery, water, watery, <laughs> watery. <laughs> um, L, I, I did like L up like, until uh, up until yeah. he started to get a little bit unhinged. I was like, okay. At first, I was I... just like trying to understand this character. At, like, well, because I just thought the hoodie and the mask was silly to begin with. I never was... got on yeah. board with L. Yeah, I, I I really appreciated like how he did it in the in the anime where he I wish it, he actually that. used like a like a guy on death row to say hit like the entire thing, um like oh light or Kira I'm coming for you and then light kills that guy and it's like oh by the way this was only broadcasted in Japan so I know where you are right now yeah. Um, yeah, and that's it, basically the same thing they did in the movie, where it's like we tracked it back down to this one killing which was only broadcast in Seattle, so there was yeah. a parallel there. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. So there's some also, good ideas. There's some bad weird ideas. Weird choice on it not being um, deaths by heart attack. Yeah, it seemed like they, they really nev- tried to make it gruesome in, in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it all that's to like trying to appeal to the, I think there were a lot of loose ends yeah. because no. because they never make it clear because he specified like all the killings I'm pretty sure yeah yes so he there wanted... there didn't have to be a heart attack one because he never left one unspecified because it's a heart attack when he doesn't say how but that was basically but he never did that that was his yeah. calling card in the in the TV show it was, it was basically cards. like oh all the heart attacks and people who wouldn't have heart attacks mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like, no, but in this one, it was weird. It seemed like he really wanted to have gruesome deaths for all these bad guys and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It was like... Well, it was the whole point of him. It's like, well, how can they track a heart attack, you know? Yeah. That was that was whole, like, like, like the Yagami's thinking in that. So it was all part of the act of him keeping him under wraps and, mm-hmm. you know, anonymous. Um, Is that okay? Yeah. Says no signal. Hmm? No signal. Oh, that's just the monitor. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so um, if they made a sequel, which if, why uh, <laughs> why make two bad what, things? Okay, so we're, we're talking. Yeah, what what would they do to make a good Death Note movie, or should they do rather reboot it? You you uh, I know they wanted to try and do something new, but you really can't change Light and L too much without changing the whole show. Mm. Yeah. Like you can't, so you have to you have to ground those characters more. L, well, first light has to be smart, cerebral, very intelligent. You can't mm. have him being he's not a typical teenager. And this one was the one in the movie was more of a typical teenager. Right. He was oh, prone yeah. to getting upset and second guessing himself. Where like Yagami was very certain as well what he was as doing. L, because L is also the same age. Yes, so. yeah. So like I just. Was he the same age in the movie and the show? Or I feel like he was older in the show. I think so, maybe. Yeah. But they never they never those characters just didn't work. I remember somebody saying online that it doesn't make any sense for them to be in high school in this movie. Like they They were in high school in the in the Yes, but it didn't like really focus on that at all. Like he was in high school and then he moved on to college or started working with the police or or whatever. He barely did anything in high school. Um, and the only reason that they're in high school in this movie was like for reasons that I don't <laughs> understand. The it, movie, the movie is pitched as a teen drama, and it actually, it actually, it actually, it, it actually yeah. really reminds me of some kind of movie you'd find on like ABC Family, or they call it what? Freeform now. Well, you know, like the the same channel that produces like um, Secret Life of the American Teenager <laughs> or like things like that. That's where that movie I felt like would come from if it was not Netflix, including like, all the blood and gore. Yes. Wow. Maybe not. Well, like, just the teenage drama of it. I was like, man, this yeah. looks like a freeform like, movie. As if we don't need enough drama in our lives. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Actually, it did, it did feel like a very Netflix kind of movie, but I, in a way, it just didn't work for... Netflix well, has done it, a lot better. Out. Yeah, Netflix, I feel like they... Defenders. They go... <laughs> well, for Netflix, I feel like they really go for, the, like, the darker tone in a TV show mm. or a movie, because you can't always get that. Which is ironic, life. because Zepto was a very dark show, but they didn't... It wasn't really... Gory. It they wasn't focused like, on, like, the like, gory. It was really gory. Yeah. <laughs> they just watching the first guy get killed, like, he got decapitated, but, like, I found it interesting. But not really decapitated. No, well, like, that's what I found interesting. I was like, okay, when I think decapitation, I think right here. He got right here. <laughs> yeah. So I was like... Right in the mouth. Like, you couldn't have done a little bit better? Just... To get it right. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to move on to an ad read now. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Caliber. Since 2010, Nerd Caliber has been bringing you coverage of all sorts of things nerdy, both on its website, nerdcaliber.com, and its YouTube channel. They have everything from movie, TV, game reviews, to how-to articles and videos, to opinion and thought pieces of the topics of the day. But Nerd Caliber is best known for its convention coverage, and in particular, cosplay at conventions. The website features new photo galleries from recent cons nearly every day. And the YouTube channel has new video interviews, funny skits, cosplay showcase compilations multiple times a week. In addition, Nerd Caliber has added new regular features like its weekly nerd news video roundtable, live on Facebook at 8pm each Wednesday evening. New to the website is the gaming news roundup called Patch Notes, and on YouTube the cosplay creator interviews series Behind the Seams. Moderated by award-winning master cosplayer Lucky Grimm, check out Nerd Caliber on the web, on YouTube, or on Facebook for tons of nerdy fun. Yeah. Go ahead, flip the timer, so, so I'll flip the timer now. <laughs> okay, flipping the timer. Okay, so I want to talk about um, DC Comics and their decision to make standalone movies that are not connected to their DC Extended Universe at all. So movies like Batman v Superman um, and Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad and the new Justice League movie that have nothing to do with them. So the movies and comics are separate, is what you're saying? Wait, no. No, no like they're going to make standalone movies that are separate from their movie universe. How's they're going to make standalone movies. How is that going to work, though? Well, like they already have a universe for their movies, and then they're going to have... Standalone movies. Standalone movies that are in their own universe? Yes. Why? So, like, I came into this, and I thought I was going to be, like, really angry about it. I was like, man... <laughs> I, well, I, like, I thought, because, uh, you know, being the huge DC fanboy that I am, I've struggled so much. Yeah. I've... I've <laughs> my cup has the Superman logo on it. I'm, it's, like, I've struggled so much watching them struggle with like movies okay like but yeah. but the more that i think about it so people online are calling these new standalone movies the elseworld movies and if you're not familiar with dc's elseworld comics is uh dc used to do this thing before they constantly rebooted themselves um where they would do like standalone stories that were purposefully not in the main continuity so like my favorite comic actually is um kingdom come and that is intentionally outside of continuity. You have um, Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which is an elsewhere story that's purposefully out of continu uh, continuity. So if they approach their standalone movies like that, like they're going to do unique things with them, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it gets a couple sequels, whatever, and it's done. Like, that would be cool. My my issue is with like what if they're like trying to like if they become like competing universes like mm. you have all of like so they start with they're gonna start with a Joker movie, and if like if they have a Batman in that and then that Batman gets their own movie and they have like another branching universe next to this <laughs> Justice League one that would be too much I think that would that would be too much See, but I like the idea of just doing the standalone movies because. One reason they wanted to do it is they wanted to like try to reproduce um, the success they had with like the Dark Knight trilogy, stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> so, and I, I get that, and I think I now that I think more about it, I think this could be a good thing. They just have to do it right. right. I think it's funny so. that they 
that Jared Leto's Joker was such a disappointment that they're going to recast him in a different standalone movie. But Jared Leto is reprising his role in a Joker and Harley Quinn movie that is what? in the universe. Yes, that's a planned movie. Wait, I thought there's a... Ba- is the, the Batman still happening? That's coming too. Okay. But they've planned a Joker and Harley movie for the universe, aren't for they, the main universe. Aren't they doing... um? What's the what's the name for the Gotham City, Sirens? Gotham City Sirens. Yep. They're that's making a also movie coming. That? Yep. Mm. So much they have fun. a lot of planned movies. I think this uh, some of them are actually really good ideas. <laughs> like I'm really excited for Green Lantern Corps, yeah. although that's a few years away from us. This Shazam whole... has started pre-production. Yeah, that's exciting. I think this whole like scenario, like having um, having the DC um, Cinematic Universe and then all these other movies, is um, pretty inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they call it the DC EU. The extended universe to be, to be different. It's whatever. But anyway, <sighs> like as long as they don't overextend themselves with this, like are okay, trying so, to do so too much at once. What's what's the ideal scenario for this? Ideal scenario. So they they really really want to cast Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. That's everywhere. Like they want to the director that they've got for the Joker movie. They're like they collaborate a lot, Leo right. and him. So they want to get him to do it. And um, while I've never pictured Leo playing the Joker. Leo is one of my favorite actors and he's a really good actor. Well, because it's he for can, a Joker uh, origin story. A Joker origin story. Which so I can he see can that. play a mobster. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio could easily play a mobster. He's done roles similar to that before. So that could work. So ideal scenario is they do this Joker origin story with a good actor like Leo. That would be cool. Um, and they tell this story of the Joker. Maybe it gets a sequel. Maybe it, maybe it becomes a trilogy or whatever. But best case scenario is they do something unique with it. They tell a unique story that they couldn't do. Mm. Something they couldn't do in the DC Extended Universe. That's what I want to see. Like, if this just becomes something like, oh, why couldn't this just have been part of that universe? You know what I mean? Right. Then it's it was pointless, but they do something unique. Uh, something that holds its own weight. I think that would be that would be fun to watch, and I would, I would be okay with that. I think it's kind of funny that because I feel like this happening is sort of like um, DC's response to how um, how like not bad, but like how much uh, how good the Marvel movies no, are. No, well, things like the Marvel movies started. I'm gonna, I'm gonna off, debate how good they are. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Marvel movies they started off pretty strong. Iron Man really mm-hmm. great, yeah. and then the other move like the the origin story for Thor or Captain mm-hmm. America. People don't like them. I personally think they're okay. I feel like they're they're good build up, and then the Avengers was fantastic. Yeah. I feel like, well, for one, DC has been trying to catch up forever, and then they're just spewing out all these movies um, that aren't that great, and people have like noticed that they aren't that great, and then I feel like DC is like, okay, these movies haven't gotten as well of a reception as we were hoping. Maybe we have to do something different, like have all these standalone movies. I feel like that's the response that they have. I, I think that's part of it, and I'm just hoping that um, they still try to do like they still try to do their own thing with it, not just like okay, let's give up on the DCEU and do standalone movies again because those are popular. Right. I hope it's not like a ditch effort. Like if it's let's real let's keep our full attention in the DCEU and still do standalone movies, not let's spread ourselves thin and try to do everything all at once. But like if the standalone movies end up doing really well and it makes them a lot of money, don't you think they would then be that's inclined cool. to 
just do that, then I'd be okay with that, honestly. But if they just did good standalone movies. No, I'm saying if they try to keep doing the DCEU, but like in a, like a half-assed sort oh, of way. Oh, like, so they're like, either like, do it or don't do it. Either do it or don't, don't yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, But I, I want to see the DCEU keep going. I just want them to be less rushed about it. Because I like, like, you know, everybody loves how all the characters are connected in the Marvel Universe. I want to see that for my favorite superheroes. Right. I just don't want them to feel so rushed about it. Yeah. So maybe if they get some success with the standalone movies, they can still do the DCEU and not feel like that has to be where all their profit comes from. Mm. That's where all the excitement is all the time. I feel like, well... They already they can take their time to make good movies for right, that universe. Right, right. Well, the DC, uh, as Wonder Woman was great. Just saying, the DC like movies, like they actually already have standalone movies, sort of, and that's the cartoons, which are very, very good for the most part. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, they actually, blow Marvel like, out of the water with their animated. I, I really movies. feel like if they had just had the directors and the story for the cartoons, just make them live action, they would have. I think they already have that though. I think, I think their director of the movies. Oversees the animated ones too. I'm, I could be wrong. I'm an expert, I, but I, I think know. all I know is that the the cartoons, for the most part, are pretty good. Some of them mm-hmm. not so great. I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but some of them are like really good. I mean, but just to clarify, I want to see the DCU thrive. I want to see that be successful. I want to I... see that keep going and going and going. I want to see that get as popular as the Marvel universe. <laughs> but now that they're definitely doing the standalones, there is a good way. There, there's a ver- there's a good outcome for that. There could be. It's not all like like I initially thought right. it would be. Do you think it's them? What What do you think inspired this? Are they trying to get ahead of Marvel in this, thinking that this is something that well, Marvel's going to have to do later like on? Like Alex said, I think I think they are kind of like, all right, well, our standalone movies are popular. When, when we let directors just do their own thing, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? When they weren't bound by a universe to cooperate with. It's just like, oh, Christopher Nolan's really good with... You know, uh, dramas. Let's let's give him Batman and see what he does with it. Because that, I mean, that's kind of what they did. So if, I think that's what they're gonna do. Like, just throw their characters out and be like, all right, do something with this character. Mm. You know, you're a good director. You're you're a good actor. So you and said that there's there's gonna be a Joker film. Do you yeah. do they have a list of movies that they're gonna make? No, nope, that's that's it so far. Just the Joker mm-hmm. movie. Okay. So far, that's all they've said. And that's the, the only like real idea is have a Joker movie and hopefully get Leonardo DiCaprio to do it. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty new like this is just going around the internet like the last like week or two. Do you feel like this is them kind of like um leaving uh leaving the DCEU to the wolves basically because it feels like no. they're like, Oh, this really isn't working, so we should try this mm-hmm. and then they'll feel like they're just kind of like letting uh the D C E U sort of run its course and then die even though it's barely started. No, I don't I don't think that's it at all. Okay. I think I think that kind of idea could only come from um seeing how all this plays out. Because yeah. this Joker movie hasn't even come out yet. Like they, yeah, well, like it, it, and, and it could DC. never come out. Like it's such an early. Like I don't know if they've even really. I don't. I don't think they've done anything other than say that they're going to do it, and that really doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. So, so is, that, it, is it? I mean, it's probably going to happen. Nine, like ninety nine percent chance, but yeah, eventually so. in the next it's fifty years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny how like we got what was it Man of Steel in two thousand thirteen. And we got Avengers in 2012, so like Marvel has like really picked up. Yeah, like well, they had a, they started like off. Marvel's like, got like well, the next like ten years planned out. Basically, like, Marvel's problem though, and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna hate on them just because I'm a DC fanboy because I, <laughs> I enjoy the movies. 
Um, but I do like the Netflix shows better. Just put that in there. I like the Netflix shows better than the movies. Mm. They, these, um, Marvel has gotten comfortable with their popularity, and they're yet the mar the Marvel formula, the movie formula is a real thing. They've gotten lazy, and each movie in their universe doesn't feel like a movie. It just feels like another episode in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, basically, they, it's like gearing up for the next thing. Yeah, it's always getting ready for the next one. Like even and these I think origins, that's why even of the Doctor Galaxy Strange was like, so good because. Guardians of the Galaxy was different. Right, yes. but then yeah. with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, they actually, um, they are basically gearing up for the next thing. I, I like, mean, oh. yes, but it was pretty light on that. Yeah. Pretty light, and I feel that was the same. It was definitely with, uh, more focusing on more character and development. And it team. still told its own, like, its own, st- like, you have the dad, like, you know, the dad character and how they're, they've got that interaction going I think, on. But. Um, I think the Captain America movies were pretty good, um, solid films. Like, they weren't just like, oh, this is for this. I like. I feel like Doctor Strange was like basically gearing up for Avengers. I didn't like the first one because I could not stop picturing Chris Evans as the Human Torch. <laughs> I could not see him as any other character other than, like, somebody that belongs in, like, an American Pie movie or something. I could not see him playing a character... Other than that, That's so unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, so like he wasn't Captain America for me in the first movie, but then the second movie was really good. I really liked Winter That's Soldier, one, yeah. really did. And then I thought Civil War was crap. Wow. I really, I did not like Civil War Ooh. at all. You know, Batman v Superman came out that same year, right? Batman v Superman wasn't good either. Okay, this is Ooh. this is not a team's thing. <laughs> Civil War sucked. Batman v Superman sucked too. Like, well, well I was just trying to grasp at good things in BVS and there are some good things in it. Oh, sure, yeah. And so things. like I'm just I'm a fan of those characters. I loved seeing Batman yeah. by Ben Affleck. I loved seeing the the suit look like it was straight out of the comics. Wonder Woman was a highlight. Yeah, she um was. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Say what you want about what they're doing with him. I think he's good. Um I've said this before, but imagine a like imagine like a character who is totally sub- basically take a man from like like the 50s or the 60s like that like idealistic era put him into modern day like some and someone that's like selfless you're going to look you're going to feel defeated the world it, around you is selfish it's, and yeah. it's dark and you're like a lighthearted optimistic character and you're just going to look sad because you're like, disappointed in the world. That kind of sounds like a, a homeschooler who gets out into the world at like yes. 30 years old or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone who is good. He's a good guy. He doesn't think about he doesn't think about himself first. He puts other people first. He is like the like when when he's like the epitome of a superhero. You put him in the real world, it's just it's it's sad. <laughs> so that's sad. sad. So okay, BVS sucked, well, but there were some good things about it's it. It's interesting that you said that because I was just thinking about how depressing and like sort of melancholy uh, Henry Cavill's Superman was, and then you came up with that. And I'm like, you know, what? you're, you're kind of right. Cause yeah, it's really hard for, for mm-hmm. someone to be like a symbol of hope and peace and but be all happy so all hopeless. the time. Yeah. Basically, the Lego Superman yeah. from ba- um, from the Lego Batman. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, because. I yeah, I think Henry Cavill is an inspired casting choice for Superman. I think he's great. He's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in Justice League. I think Justice League is going to be really good actually. I will go see it. I think um I was lucky because I had pretty low expectations for Batman v Superman. I watched it and I enjoyed it. Oh. But 
Yeah, well, I, 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 I liked it because I'm a DC fan and because yeah. it was more material to watch. Right, yeah. And I liked the characters. But, um, I mean, if you're judging a movie for a movie, I yeah, it was okay. It we was already, we already hard to follow. Yeah. yeah, it was hard <laughs> to follow. So, um, What movies did they have left before um, Justice League? Before Justice League? No, yeah. Nothing. Actually, That's the next nothing. one. Next really? It comes League. out... December, November, November. So yeah. end of this year. Yeah. Wow. And then right after Aqu- Aquaman is next year. The next really? movie, so the next movie is... after Justice no. League is Aquaman. I'm excited for that. I'm more excited for Aquaman than Justice League. Honestly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, like I feel Jason like Momoa. Aquaman. He's is, pretty great. Yeah. I feel He's like crazy. Cool. Wonder Woman proved to be good, and I feel like <laughs> I was already way more confident about Aquaman than Wonder Woman when they started and releasing Wonder stuff. Wonder Woman was awesome. Like, yeah, Wonder that's what I'm saying. Great. Is that like if like, Wonder Woman was good, mm-hmm. then Aquaman? I feel like it's just yeah. gonna be a home run. I mean, I actually thought Wonder Woman got off to a rocky start, the movie, for only like the first twenty minutes. But then I thought it was awesome, like the rest I, of the way through. I think it was it was nice because it was a very different aspect of a superhero that we rarely see. Like it was like we always think of superheroes as like rough, like um, like tough guys who are just like blasting through buildings and stuff. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Well, um, but this one it was it was actually like focusing a lot on um, Diana's like her compassion mm-hmm. and how much good she believes that. Uh, humans are capable of and she was let down obviously Mm -hmm. but it it was nice to like see how like emphatic how much empathy yeah empathy she had um for the people and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that i'm glad that the movie was successful i'm glad that they finally decided to do a wonder woman movie it was it was bound to happen eventually it had to um because I I already knew that about Wonder Woman, you know, like I already knew what kind of character right. she was, so I was like, I knew this was gonna be like that, so it was it was great. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know a lot about Wonder Woman to be honest. She's I was awesome. just like, okay, it's like this Amazonian, very very hot <laughs> <laughs> person. Gal Gadot is nice to look at. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking like before like, in the comics and stuff, but yes, Gal Gadot. I she was my favorite part of Batman v Superman. I was of course watching, she was. <laughs> I watched that film and I just smiled when I saw her. I'm just like, yeah, I like you. That was my dad's favorite part too, because like the her music is awesome. Like, I didn't like know her it, her Wonder Woman theme is cool. I it's so didn't cool. actually care for it in Batman v really? Superman, but when it started happening in um in, in the, Wonder Woman, I'm just like, I can get behind this. It sounds pretty I thought great. It was, I thought it was like one of their best pieces of music. In yeah, the it was very different. Mm-hmm. It, it sounded like yeah. it came from a different world, basically, which is yeah. kind of what, what uh, Theramiskia is that how you say it? Themyscira. Themyscira. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Yeah. So, but the Aquaman movie. So, get this. The cast for that movie is awesome. So, like, have you guys ever seen the Conjuring movies? No. no um, Dude, we watched Chucky together and I was terrified. Of yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, but, I mean, the people listening might, might know the Conjuring movies. So, the guy that plays the husband and the couple, the main character, he is going to be Ocean Master. Um, which is Aquaman's like arch nemesis, other than Black Manta, Ocean Master. Okay. So, and I know the name is a little like <laughs> Ocean <name>. Master, <laughs> Ocean. But but so, um, the same like, guy with that. Okay. The same guy who played Night Owl in Watchmen. Um, okay. Yeah. This guy, he, he, and I like him. So he's gonna be Ocean Master. Um, Black Manta's gonna be in the movie. I don't know. I don't think it's a well-known actor, but Black Manta's gonna be in it. 
Jango Fett, the guy who played Jango Fett, really? plays Arthur's dad, Whoa. Aquaman's Aquaman's human dad. Like, I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah, so it'll be cool Charles. to see him again. That'll be weird. Um, so the the casting is cool. There's a couple other. Um, I could look it up, but what's I won't the name right of, now. Um, There's a couple other good. What's the name of the actress who's doing? Um, Amber Heard. She's Mara. Mara, yeah. Mara, not the queen. The... That's it's Aquaman's love interest. Is right, Mara. but like you the see, queen the queen is another. Um, well, they, they showed us pictures and stuff of uh, Mara. Is that Mara's the redheaded Mara. one? Yeah, yeah. So, like wow, mm-hmm. she becomes <laughs> the queen. You know when they get hitched and take because. Um, Aquaman at the time of Justice League is not king of Atlantis. Hmm. That wor- that story is going to be explored in his movie. Yeah. He's going to become king of Atlantis in the Aquaman movie. That's really cool. He's going to take it from Ocean Master because they have like a rivalry since they were or little. I don't know. I don't. I'm not actually that good on the Aquaman story, but Ocean Master's cool. Just, just, despite the name Ocean Master, everything about it sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. I can I can live with Ocean Master. I think it's not bad. It's not definitely not the worst name out there. It's a hit and miss mm. a lot of time. A lot of the times when it comes to um, names for superheroes and super villains, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, no, nah, I don't. I don't even want to go into Suicide Squad. That was something else. <laughs> I I didn't mind, I didn't mind Suicide Squad. Well, actually, like what, what was the name of that guy who died right away? Whiplash. It, Whiplash. Whiplash. He was in the movie just so they could kill him off. Yeah, <laughs> like he was. was like, like there was no other reason for him. What to be can there. this guy do? He can climb things. Uh huh. <laughs> wow. No way. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch it's him do like, work. If Spider-Man went to learn his powers, and then like the only like, when he he just starts climbing the wall, and like oh that's the only thing I could do though, like well I'm that's still... basically what the what um the new Spider-Man is right like he he's got super strength and he can climb walls. He makes his own web shooters. He doesn't right. have the he's Spidey actually sense. Peter Parker. Like no, like yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. I, that that's a topic for a different. That's day. another yeah, it's another yeah. topic. We can talk. So um, final yeah. thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. I. I like Jared. I think I will like Jared Leto as the Joker. Actually, I don't I think, think he think was utilized well enough in the movie. Really they cut right. a lot of his, his stuff. His performance actually. was good. They yeah. just the editors is what screwed up that character. I think. I th- yeah. I think the editing and some of the things, some of the scenes made his made his portrayal a little awkward. Hmm. When I don't really think it was actually him. His right. fault. It was the cut. Like, yeah. I think he will be a good Joker. He just. He was kind of forced into that movie. He didn't need to be there. He was there for fan service. Basically. And to get, you know, they're constantly trying to get this universe going. I think Jared Leto is still a good casting for Joker. We'll, we'll see. Yes. It definitely. Yeah. Like, I was, I think, I wanted to see more of him. Mm-hmm. So I, wa- I really wanted to see, like, his whole, like, background with uh, Harley Quinn and stuff. Yeah. Like, what they went through. But it, it, that all was, like, glossed over in, like, mm-hmm. five minutes. And I was yeah. very disappointed. I wanted to see the process of her turning into Harley Quinn. Like a Dr. Uh, Quinzel turning yep. into Harley Quinn. Um, and it was just flashbacks, and I was very disappointed in that. Yeah, like he was good in the flashbacks, and then the one scene where they're on the helicopter, that was that a good was, scene too. That was kind of weird. I thought it was good. It was like odd is when everyone's talking about the relationship goals, and they say, like, Harley Quinn and Joker. And I'm just like, no. No. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> no. not a good. That is not yeah. healthy at all. But final thoughts on DC, EU, you know, DC Comics doing their standalone movies outside of that. Um, as long as they're doing something unique so that you like this Joker and the other Joker, not wishing they were the same character. You know what I mean? So if they do something unique and they still try and they, they don't take their heart away from the DECEU, I, I'm on board with it. So I agree. That was pretty good. I think it's funny how, um, 
basically with every new casting of the Joker, the fans of the previous one are in, in an outrage. It's like, oh, they need to be like the previous Joker. I feel yeah. like that's happened every single time. Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. People are mad about Heath Ledger, and then he turned out to be great. People are mad about Jared Leto, and... We'll see. You liked him. I liked him. <laughs> I mean, I like well, so one guy likes, likes him. I like. So I like what enough. I think the future will bring for him playing the character. Yeah. yeah. Just so. message. No, I, I want to see him get another shot. Yeah. So he will. Because we'll he's confirmed casting for the new. That's good. Joker and Harley. I'm. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. All right. Just really hoping that the Batman movie's good and that actually comes out. It's had a lot of rough spots, right? With production. Yeah, I think it's going to be a while, but it'll it'll come out. Come on. There'd be other things to do first. Today's podcast is brought to you by Cosplay Row Magazine. Cosplay Row Magazine is a monthly internationally published cosplay magazine that launches on the first of every month. It was created for cosplayers by cosplayers. They are big on crediting everyone who helped to bring a cosplay to life, from the creation process to the photography process, all the way to the finished, polished images. Inside, you will find 40 high-quality pages, including exclusive interviews with your favorite creators, artists, geeky fashion, makeup, and photography tutorials. You can check them out at any of their social media links at Cosplay Realm Magazine. For more info on how to submit and get your cosplay or photography published, visit their website at cosplayrealmmagazine.com slash submit. All right. We should give this thing a name at some point. Let's call him Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Gary it is. I want to name him. Okay, never mind. We'll come up with a name. Later. Gary, I mean, guys. it's like the color of Gary. Who's what? No. Huh? Am I thinking of a different Gary? I don't know. Gary Blue. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so um, a few a few weeks back um, was my one year anniversary of cosplaying. Ooh. Um, yeah. And that was uh, that was pretty interesting because I didn't expect that I would actually continue doing it last year. Um, I basically. I messaged one of my friends, I messaged Greg, uh, and I was like, hey, can I borrow some of your Deathstroke stuff for a cosplay at Boston Comic Con? Um, and I was, it was just all on a whim, because everyone else was cosplaying, right. and I was like, I, I'll try it out. And they got a really big response, and I was actually very surprised, <laughs> especially with the kids. They <laughs> loved it. I, I remember, like, so I was the 10th Doctor at that point. And we were just trying to get our tickets. No, for we, went to, we went to Boston Comic Con, but then I decided to do it, do a Death oh, again okay. for Grand yeah. State because you told me, and I was like, oh, about um, about the con. And I was right. like, I'll I'll try it out again, just maybe one more time or something. We'll see. <laughs> and yeah, we were trying to get tickets, and freaking people are coming up to Alex left and right. Yeah. We were like, there's a hallway. All we had to do was get to the end of this hallway. We can see where they're doing the right. tickets. And you got stopped like three separate times, and each time it was for like a minute or more. I was like, damn it, Alex, we, I just want my tickets. We hadn't, <laughs> we hadn't got the tickets. We haven't. We didn't have my weapons checked. And I was. I like, would have been totally cool about it if it was happy. after the tickets, but I was actually starting to get annoyed by the fact right. that and <laughs> you it, were getting stopped so many times. It was like, it's really weird because I, uh, again, like I didn't expect that I would keep doing it. Um... Like, it did Grand State, it did Boston Comic Con, and I was like, alright, that's pretty fun. Um, but I don't think I would have kept doing it if, like, you hadn't kept being like, oh, there's this con I'm going to. I'm just like, oh, can, I, can, can I come? Yeah. Can I come, please? <laughs> um, and uh, I think AAC was one of the game changers, because, honestly, I didn't enjoy it that much, because I had tried to make a cosplay the day before, which is a very bad idea. <laughs> um, I is real. <laughs> I looked pretty sucky, um, and... I was just like having a bad day. I was dehydrated. I was just really not feeling. Who, it. who were you cosplaying? I was cosplaying Jean. Oh, so that was your... I was using the cardboard box, like just uh-huh. looking, trying to look like him. Um, 
but actually that was the first time that we were I think like we were really really interacting with people yes like we were interacting with other cosplayers and we're actually like you know talking to them um, talking about the shows that we liked and all that stuff and before that started making friends <laughs> yeah we actually made started making friends at uh, cons but before that you and I would go to a con for like a couple hours and we're just like all right that was fun don't really know what to do now but right. nowadays we go for entire weekends and it's mostly so we can hang out with our friends and cosplay as well exactly yeah and then also learning about um events yes like um death matches and cosplay uh contests and masquerades um like we went to the masquerade at um anime boston and watched yes. all the skits and stuff like that that was actually really awesome and that then all the cool. dance numbers after that yeah. Holy cow! That was that was a lot of fun to watch, and I was not expecting. We were expecting to be there for like a half hour, uh, basically <laughs> watch all the walk-ons. We were there for like two couple, hours. Yeah, watched a couple of the skits, and basically we we asked ourselves, "Hey, what are we gonna leave?" And like, oh, whenever we feel like it. We, we ended up like, like apparently two hours was when we felt like it. So, well, we left the we left the masquerade two hours later, but we um our friend Sam like she needed to get food and stuff, so we actually went to a place in the mall with her parents and we stayed and we like ate some food and by the time we left Boston because we were commuting back and forth between That's Boston right. and Dover right. we left at like 12 12 30 at night and we were supposed to be in Boston again by like nine the next day we did good we did good but it was very uncomfortable so basically yeah. what I'm getting from this is cosplaying is is <laughs> time sensitive it's uncomfortable but you made a lot of friends <laughs> <laughs> basically I I think um Another thing was that I really wanted to actually be able to make my own cosplays. Like, mm -hmm. I see everyone else doing it. I was like, mm -hmm. I kind of want to try it. But I've never been really good at building things or being like, <laughs> I don't know, being talented. At, can't at, do anything at, with my hands. Uh, <laughs> can't do anything except the jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, all right, I'll try maybe making some armor. So that was the, uh, right after AAC, I started making my Jean armor for Rhode Island Comic Con. Thing was, between... Jean from Ruby. Yeah, Jean arc from Ruby. Um... But the thing was is that right after AAC, I came down with a really bad sinus infection that went on for six weeks. So it went from AAC right up until, and then sort of during Rhode Island Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And also, I was working with Contact Cement while, while oh, being sick. <laughs> so I had the fumes going, and I had a headache, and I was just like feeling so done. But I made it anyway, and I was very proud of it. Even and at I, what point did you get a mask for that? I got it like... February. <laughs> I got it. February. That's not even during that period. I know it was a completely different time. That's <laughs> when I started doing the Volume Four version of Jean. The thing was, like, I was gonna work with um another very hazardous material, very vaporous, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I tried it and it sucked. But then the fumes were still around for like hours to hours on end afterwards. Um, don't do what Alex does, kids. Yeah, get guys, a mask. Don't, yeah, get a mask. <laughs> work in a well-ventilated area because things will happen those, to you. Those, those <laughs> suggestions, they're yeah. not suggestions. They're like, it's do a, these or die. Yeah. <laughs> you know the warnings, the label warnings? Yeah, you're going to want to listen to them. So that, okay, because I, I just recently caught up with uh, Ruby, um, yeah. Bruce Teeth's um, uniquely animated, like, anime style. Yeah. And I... Uh, and so, like, your sister mm. um, play uh, does a cosplay of Blake, and you do John Arc. And yeah. I mean, we have friends that do other ones, but I, it always confused me because all of the characters in the in the last seasons so far, season four, 
they all look different than they have the previous three seasons. So, yeah. like, I was used to, like, I'm watching up through one through th- one seasons one through three, and I'm like, oh, the characters, this is what they look like. And then I'm just like, Alex, your cosplay looks off. Um, you know, your sister, <laughs> your Blake cosplay looks off. But then I get to, I get to wow. season four, and I'm just like, oh, they do look really? like that. Yeah. <laughs> they do look like that now. Oh my and then, but then I appreciated them more. I was like, why the heck... Why? Like, like, why? Like, why is it the I, way? Yeah, it why like are you the way you are? Why are you <laughs> it's like you look. That is not accurate at yeah, all. Yeah, I was like, it looks cool, but that's not what John Ark looks like. And then I get to season four, and I'm just like, oh, it is. Okay. Listen, I did the volume one through three. I, Actually, I know. I went through was, your pictures. No, on it Instagram was funny because I was, I, while I was making the the original John Ark armor, mm-hmm. volume four was coming out, and like I'm watching it, and then I see. That he gets an upgrade. I'm just working. I'm like, yeah, uh, stops uh, mid work. Oh. No, <laughs> oh god. Shameless Instagram plugs. What's your Instagram? Uh, your strictly cosplay. cosplay. Strictly cosplay. There yeah, you go. Check really out good. Alex on Instagram. Yay. Okay. And but <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is that Spencer is watching it too. And he's like, Alex is making the armor, and he's gonna have to make new armor for that. Yeah. And then it showed <laughs> the new sword and everything. And he was making my sword for volume one. He's like, no. I'm gonna need a new sword. Spencer, stop everything you're doing right now. So wait, uh, did Spencer make you the season one through three sword and the season four sword? Yeah, I've got the wood one and then I got the PVC board one. Nice. Um, cool. I think it was funny because he uh, he made the volume four one. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited, and then he gives it to me and it, it looks great. Mm-hmm. But the handle was yellow, and Jean Arc has a gold like gold trim on his armor, mm-hmm. gold sword. So I'm just looking at him like. It's going to look off, and it looked kind of off. People didn't really care that much, but then I painted it recently. I'm just like, it looks so much better. Yeah. Why'd you use yellow? I'm sure you had gold somewhere. No, Spencer is very good at, in fact, like, I think I'm going to do a uh, Gender Ben Pira cosplay. That'd be I, cool. I think I'm really going to... Be careful. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So <laughs> have your have your brother Spencer make the shield and the lance... Which is like a lance and a gun and a sword. Like, well, that's the whole thing about Ruby. Three different. It's also a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also a gun. But like, hers is. But like, hers has three different forms. Like, she uses it as a short sword, like the Spartans do with the shield. But then she's Mm. got as like a spear too. Yeah. And ah, Pyrrha is so cool. But yeah, Yeah. while we're on the topic of Ruby, she is so cool. And cosplay, I think like the um, the Ruby cosplay community is one of the best communities out there. Yes. Uh, First off. Ruby, if you haven't seen it, has a lot of really awesome characters that are all very individually recognizable. And so it really makes it, cool weapons. Yes. yes. And that really, are all also So guns. you've got awesome props. <laughs> Except for mine. You've got great character design and um, just... Uh, really recognizable really character recognizable. designs. Like, when you can, like, it doesn't matter... They're distinct. Yeah, it doesn't matter, like, how... Like what stage the cosplayer is at in in making that There's cosplay? A character for you. Yeah, not only that, but like you still like say they're still working on the cosplay they're doing. You can still tell who they're cosplaying as because the hair yeah. or the colors, like you know what I mean. And actually, the creator uh, Monty Ohm, how you say, say the last Monty name? Um, yeah. Monty Ohm. Um, he, I think he actually had that in mind when he was designing the character. He's like, I want it to be. Easy enough for somebody to be able to cosplay it like like pretty easy. Right. Well, I was reading how they like conceptualized the characters because he uh, collaborated with an artist to mm-hmm. do them, and they wanted them to have distinct color palettes. Like they wanted to be like, yes. this is that person's. That's color. a theme for the entire yeah. show, mm-hmm. but it translates very well into cosplay. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's funny if you don't know what Ruby is and you're walking out of convention, you would not believe how much of the cosplays is from one fandom, and mm-hmm. you would never yeah. know like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 
actually Ruby was the first group cosplay that I did personally. Right. Yeah, and it was really cool because I felt like I was part of a community and stuff. Exactly. And that changed the game for you. The thing is, is that there's there's a a lot of times they have photo shoots at cons and stuff, mm -hmm. um, and people will be like, oh, they're uh, one of these people from my show came up. That's cool, or this person or that person. But with Ruby. If one person shows up and it, everyone goes ballistic, they see a character and they're just like, "Oh my goodness, yes, yes, yeah, yes!" We're so like, excited. So this this most recent Boston Comic Con was my first like real con experience. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you and me, I was walking with you, and you were you were cosplaying as uh, as Jean, and we're just walking around, and people are like, "Hey, Jean, get over here, take a picture with us!" Like everywhere, like <laughs> you were just like. Yeah, like, the co the community was great. Like, people would just pick your character out and be like, hey, yeah. get over here. You know, we need another Ruby character in the photo. It's funny, because yeah. I didn't, like... I don't remember being that popular as Jean at Boston Comic-Con. I know I had some moments, but for the most part, it wasn't, like... Well, it's also my first con experience, so I just kind of noticed, like... Yeah, I right. guess. Yeah. But I was... And then, like, you pointed something out to me at Boston Comic-Con when I took you for your first day on Friday, was how many people I can now pick out, like, actual people people, not characters at conventions yeah and it's like, like wow, we're all, all the same people like, like most you... like all these cons that take place in our area it's like it's all the same people yeah. for the most yeah. part that was so cool yeah like, first time yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny because so i've been cosplaying for technically two years um but Thank i basically you. did boston comic-con 2015 and then my second con was boston comic-con 2016 mm -hmm. then it did grand state and ac and that's when it was just the me and alex duo and yeah. then it bloomed into a wonderful cosplay fam. <laughs> it sounds so weird. Me and Alex duo, and then it bloomed into <laughs> like, And then it just uh, <laughs> exploded into gorgeous lovelies. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, no, just being at the conventions, you start to see some familiar faces, especially with vendors and stuff like that, and then you've also got people who run parts of the conventions. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, you have some of the smaller cons. Uh, some of the smaller cons that are, are run by vendors at the bigger cons. So, right. and then you start to know photographers, your cosplay photographers. That's um, connections. Get yeah, those yeah. connections. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, yeah. So, was your first uh, was it your first con experience and cosplay experience, or was it? Yes, okay. that's the first time. I mean. Other than like dressing up when I was little or whatever, yeah. like <laughs> like or like, or yeah. I guess uh, one time at church they did a superhero themed one and I was Superman, but that was kind of like they did. I was wait. like half. I was in like a Superman T shirt with a <laughs> with like a with like a red that's like, what we blanket call a on casual my... cosplay. Okay, <laughs> so I was I was a casual cos that's what we call cosplayer. <laughs> I was like subpar. No, no, so anyway, my my first real cosplay, yeah, I did uh, Matt Murdock <laughs> from the. Netflix Daredevil show, and, it and you got really to meet good. the man himself. And I got yeah. to meet, I got to meet him. Yeah, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. What a great guy. I, he was cool. He was really, he was really, really nice. I forgot that he was British. I uh, really yeah. like. They're all British. Like all the superheroes are British. You shouldn't be surprised. At this point. <laughs> it's so weird. Except um, for Ben Affleck. He's so from that Ben's have been an interesting thought. Do you think a lot of cosplayers start off by cosplaying a character for a celebrity that's going to a con? Maybe, um, but I was working on that cosplay before he knew he was going to be there. Oh, okay, it so that just was like, more like totally a worked out. Yeah, it works because it was a very mm -hmm. it, like it was not a very difficult cosplay. No, and, but like, it, it was recognizable. I chose it because it was really like that's my style. Like mm -hmm. I love dressing. I love <laughs> yeah, suits. That was, uh, I just love what, suits anyway. What so. do you call it? That's your that's your aesthetic. It was, <laughs> that, that is my aesthetic exactly. <laughs> I already had that gray suit hanging up in my closet for like a year. Like it's I, just that, that's, that's, a, that's a, Matt Murdock. That's yeah. That's a suit that I 
actually wear. Um, so yeah, it was totally. It, all I had to do was get the blind cane and the and the right glasses, and I was on my way to you know it's a cosplay problem. town. You know it's a problem though is that what? sometimes somebody won't be cosplaying, but you think they are. Like you're cosplaying Daredevil or Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. who's a blind man. Yeah. Last year, <laughs> <laughs> last year we're driving through uh, Boston for a comic con, and I was with a uh, Chris, mm-hmm. our, our friend Chris and uh, Mackenzie. And we're just like, look at all these cosplayers. Oh, look, there's this person. Oh, look, there's that person. And then Chris looks, he's like, hey, look, it's a person cosplaying as a cripple and someone in a real chair. It's, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a regular why, person in a wheelchair. But why do you just say that? Like, I don't know. How do, why would you? Like, we're looking left and right, all these cosplayers, and then there's a wheelchair. It's like, hey, Why look. would you think someone is cosplaying as a cripple? I don't. You're like, cosplaying as a blind but, man. But, I, what, but what blind guy <laughs> wears, like... What, sunglasses? Wears red retro sunglasses. Like Prob- He doesn't... A blind guy wouldn't know if it was red or not. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> no. All right, all right. That's Somebody definitely made sure they were red. No. Right. Someone he cares about made sure they were red. Good grief. No, oh. no, no but there's a lot of people who cosplay in wheelchairs. How does he know his suit is red? He doesn't. But, why, like, who decided that it would be red? He probably took it, like... At least it's not pink, though, or purple. It's not pink. It was yellow at one point, though. What? Look that up if you haven't. Yeah. Huh. You know mm-hmm. what would be funny is like uh, he he wears all black for his first uh, first costume. <laughs> what if he like didn't know any of the colors and he just came out as a rainbow or something? <laughs> it's like, I am I, the knight. I am the knight. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Actually, look at this you're like the gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I just like yeah. I just imagine so it like yellow and. Uh. So what was um. What was your um, cosplay, like, origin? Like, what was, like, the reasoning for... For Deathstroke? Yeah. Like, just kind of, like, a fun, like, thing to do? Well, like, the thing was is that I think it was Christmas um, of 2015, and I saw a Deathstroke mask, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I saw it at a Barnes & Noble, so I bought right. it, and I actually gave it to our friend Greg. And then um, later on, I was just... I was thinking about it while I was driving to work one day, I was like, I think that's really cool. I'm going to Boston Comic Con too. I might want to dress up. So I asked him if I could borrow the mask. He's like, I, I was, it was funny because I was really teetering on and off. I was like, oh, do I really want to go around doing that sort of thing? It's kind of weird and funky. Um, no, I had the same first thoughts. Yeah, but then I was just like, hey, all you got to do is text him and we'll see what happens. So I texted him saying like, hey, can I borrow your mask? And I can I borrow whatever some other stuff? He's like, oh yeah, sure. I have some armor pieces and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it wasn't like because. I really love the character, and I'm I'm I feel bad because I'm not well versed in DC characters or Deathstroke, and I feel okay, terrible. Um, but that was the stuff that he had, and I thought he was a pretty cool character mm. from what I knew. And then I went to Boston Comic Con, and like once I got through the doors, I think I was I think I was waiting outside the bathroom or something, and this this guy and his little kid came up, and they're just like, "Hey, can you get a picture with you?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure, sure thing." And I'm just like. Oh, my goodness, it's happening. And then it kept, happening. And then it kept happening. And then he became like, a monster. Yeah, <laughs> a cosplay monster. We kept walking around. Um, like, we were trying to move around and stuff. Um, but Chris and Kenzie, our friends, um, they were walking with me. Except I constantly kept getting stopped. Yeah. So they kept looking back and they're like, oh, great. He's getting stopped again. And Here we go. I can relate with that experience. Yes. Because, I mean, then that just happened to me. Like, it was cool. People wanted to get my picture yeah. as Matt Murdock. Like, everywhere. Like, it was awesome. Like, like I'd walk for, like, an hour and, like, four, four or five people wanted to take a picture of me. Yeah. It was so cool. Not only that, but, like, the interaction. People walk up to me and, like, put their, like, hand, yeah. like, wave their hand in front of my face. <laughs> like, ha Or, like, uh... 
or like how do you know where you're going? Like little like quips right. that they I, would make to my character. That always happened. And that was cons. so fun. They would always like make uh, jokes that like like you look lost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll make jokes about their character and stuff. Like me cosplaying Jeanak, everyone's just like, hey, "Where's Ruby?" Or no, no, not Ruby. Hey, where's Pyrrha? She's dead, right? I was like. You guys suck. Yeah, you're so you're such well, a jerk. That kind of Spoiler brings up alert. a good like point to. Spoiler like, alert, guys. That's too late. Yeah, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, yeah. Watch uh, the show. It's good. Yeah, no. Um, that kind of brings up a good point of why I started cosplaying, which is I really, really love Doctor Who, um, and the Ted Doctor always mm-hmm. will be my favorite. Matt Smith um, is the best. No, hold on a sec. So the 50th anniversary, when it came out, I went to your house and we were all dressing up. Was that the first time that you yes. did David Tennant? And that's exactly, yeah. Our family was having a huge party for the 50th anniversary viewing mm-hmm. and we were all going to like dress up as, we were getting super into it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be anybody, I'm going to be the Tent Doctor. So I did that and it was, it was okay. It looked but pretty good. I was I was hooked at that point. I was hooked at the process of getting all the stuff for the cosplay because mm. this is before all the repli- replicas and things existed. Yeah. So I had to like hunt down all these things, which was really hard because it's all British wear. So mm-hmm. at least in America, it was hard to like find these things that look similar to it because it's not the style. It's over did, here. No, I don't want to cut you off from that. But did you find any of that with doing the serious black cosplay, your newest one? Because they're kind of yes. dressy. They're no, both very like, very European. similar problems. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to custom paint the, the vest. Yeah, yeah. It turned out really good, so, actually. But it looks like we're out. It looks like we are just about done. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I actually want to keep talking about this, but, you know, yeah. you know Sky stuff. One last it. thing I wanted to uh, finish off with. Yep. Yeah, uh, what started like cosplaying for me is that I wanted to be the doctor because I yeah. thought that'd be oh that's so, so that is be yeah. a character that you want it to was be. it was fun yes. just being somebody else for a little while exactly you know I mean? it was and that's yeah. part of the appeal yeah. for it sure was, it was but like a stress relief kind of thing it Actually, was very fun it was interesting um, I was doing Deathstroke but that's not my personality at all right but at Boston <laughs> at Boston Comic Con I had the Deathstroke and then I saw a Deadpool mask for sale so I'm like oh that's really I want to try Deadpool so I bought the mask and then I put it on then I put the Deathstroke mask over it and you know how Deathstroke <laughs> is a like a play on or Deadpool's a play on Deathstroke yeah I was walking around with the Deadpool uh, Deathstroke mask and people would look at us uh, look at me and they'd be like oh hey Deathstroke and I'd lift it up and there'd be Deadpool I'm just like shh don't tell anyone <laughs> that's such a good idea <laughs> I oh, around, my everybody loved it I was so uh, happy that's and amazing I, I was just I was really enjoying it because if you're Deadpool you can basically get away with being as stupid as you want and it's fine <laughs> yeah and that's basically me I'm just like, I'm gonna be and you dumb. have a onesie pool I got onesie like, pool, yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Cool. What well, has happened to me in the last year? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And yeah. this this was fun. Yeah. yeah was I great. really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening mm-hmm. uh, to Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I don't know. That feels like that's a more. Let's like, just say it the way it is. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't do it. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 
the been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 